Welcome to the Building BN Podcast, where we take an inside look at Bloomington Normal economic development with industry pros, local businesses, and community partners. Hosted by your BNEDC. All right, so we usually want to get the background of our guests, but today's guest is Ryan Whitehouse. He is our new board chair, and he's been on here, I believe this is your third time. Yeah. First one, I think we were on a bus. Yeah, the first one was with Connect Transit, because I'm chairman of that as well, and we're talking about the economics of that, and then second one was with my my paying job, the job (laughs) that, you know, pays the mortgage, and that was with Illinois Farm Bureau, and talked about all, everything agriculture and uh, what it means to McLean County. So yeah, third time as board chair, looking forward to it. Yep, board chair, this one is, uh, so we had our real estate development summit, the Red Summit, second annual, and that was last week. And we ran out of time. I didn't get through all of the EDC slides. We had great presentations, actually already connected uh, Warren Ribley of Trivda for the bonding authority yeah. to three separate developers that are looking to do projects. So that's already doing what we wanted to do but we didn't get to the One Voice projects. So yeah. I thought it'd be good to come on and just talk about you know, why we do One Voice, uh, why it's important, and then what our projects are, and the, like when we're doing the dates, because we moved it, and registration's now open for anyone who wants to attend. Yeah, and we moved it because you know I, I think we all agree that when we originally, you have to plan this a year out, right? Yeah. But uh, Congress, the House, the Senate was gonna be in, but the House wasn't. And, didn't really make sense to me or uh, others on the board to, to fly to Washington, D.C. while our members of Congress are back in Bloomington normal. So change that date to make sure that we could actually meet with the member, the elected member, while we're out there to talk about these projects. Yeah, that's right. We do book it a year in advance because we book 35 hotel rooms yeah. so that we get the discount and we usually base it off the same time, which is late February, early March. Um, but like I said, not everybody was going to be there. So we did get the push. Luckily, same hotel going to be cl- uh, close to the National Mall, um, all within walking distance. And um, so, yeah, so we, we pushed that back. And if you go to our website, any of the listeners that are interested in joining us, we have taken community champions or citizens, you know, in the past, like there is priority given to like we were taking four projects this year. So you want to have those project managers there. They need to be in on the meetings to talk about their projects. After that, it's board. Then after board, it's investors. Um, and then from there, we can open up to the public because I know in the past we even just had some spare seats and citizens have joined us yeah. as a champion. We've, you know, we've even uh, taken university students as well, ISU yeah. students, Illinois Wesleyan students to learn that process as well. But I think it's important as board chair that we do take the priority project um, representatives and the investors uh, since they're the ones that are, you know, skin in the game on this pro- these projects. Right. And again, the purpose of it is to go out there with one voice. And this has been going on for many years, I think like 12 years, brought back over $80 million. And last year, I think it was like four out of the five projects all got funding. So it definitely works um, for us to take this contingent out there. Delegation of about 30 community representatives uh, in a twin city with a county our size to say, here's what we've all come together as a community, and these are our priorities. Yeah, Patrick, and I think the public knows, but I mean, the board knows and the organization knows, but like, you know, I've been doing government affairs work in my professional career for a long, long time, and Members of Congress are being pulled at every direction of, hey, I need money here, I need money there. And, I mean, you've been here for four or five years, and um, I've been going on this trip for a long time, back when my old job and everything. And um, it is repeated by every member of Congress, and we've had a lot of members of Congress since this program's created. And and they all say it's so nice that Bloomington Normal, McLean County, comes out and says, listen, 
if you have the ability to earmark, and I'm going to use that word because it's yeah. not actually a bad word. Right. In my world, it, it's actually an appropriate word, world, word. But um, it's so nice that you come out and say, hey, these are the projects we want you to fund in our community. These are the ones that we think that are going to bring the most benefit for economic development, quality of place, quality of life. Um, and it really makes their job easy. Um, and like you said, we, we have seen huge success yes. and, and um, uh, tons of projects. And like we kind of said at the beginning with Connect Transit as chairman there, you know, we, 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 we secured the last final funding for the downtown transit center through this project. And, you know, it's the work of Connect Transit as well. But this project and the mayors and the community leaders and the city councils going and saying we want to support this. Again, it's just really easy for a member of Congress or the, uh, the House and the Senate to say, done, if this is what you want collectively, we're in. Yeah, it's our goal to go out there and actually tell a story um, with such a, a, a wide range in the delegation because it's not just the city, it's not just the town or the county, but also our labor unions are with us. So mm -hmm. we always open up with that first night over at Laguna um, to build that relationship and also the educational institutions and then some, some private business owners. So it does, it does matter. Um, the proof's there, the dollars have come back, and that $80 million doesn't even include uh, the latest program that Benward, the Bloomington Normal Water Reclamation District, um, for some of the, the funding mechanism they're using to update grade all of our infrastructure, which I believe is over $100 million. Yeah, and that and that's, again, we always talk, everyone always thinks Bloomington Normal, but that's going to benefit rural McLean County. Oh, and, time. you know, we always talk about, you know, when I came on this board, I think my colleagues on the board are like, okay, Ryan, we get it. You represent Farm Bureau. You you're worried about rural rural quality of life. But it is an important aspect to our county. A lot of the people commute into the Bloomington Normal, but they live there. They need those water infrastructures. And what they're trying to do over there and make sure that these smaller communities have uh, sewer and all that stuff, really, really important. Well, it's one where, you know, we've talked to some small communities, and they've, they've thought about, you know, setting up their own um, sewer systems and you know the water systems that are out there and as long as you know the job shortage is still there it's gonna be hard to find talent let alone to do the investment to set up your own system but you have to hire someone to manage it while it could be expensive up front I would rather them tap into the big system we already have because it takes less people to operate yeah um, so that is like that hopefully that is the goal extend that sucker up to Hudson and keep growing out and take over all McLean County under one system yeah makes sense easier to get money that way too yeah no for sure it's a uh, Cost-benefit analysis-wise, over time, it'll be more affordable. Um, so yeah, let's jump into our projects. We had seven apply. We always get more projects than we can take. Um, we're there for two days. Uh, this year, we're going to be out there April 30th through May 2nd. Um, and we're, we haven't started setting up those meetings yet. The goal is to get as many meetings as possible, not only with our elected officials, but also with the staff of the different agencies that line up with our projects. So project number one is uh, from the city of Bloomington. It's the East Street Basin. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so I, from my understanding, and you're going to have to help me here, Patrick, yep. but, you know, the city of Bloomington um, has a lot of older infrastructure, and yes. uh, what the city is trying to do with their with their uh, downtown streetscapes and redevelopment of the downtown and some of the problems they've had with the water and the, and the stormwater and the sewage and all that stuff, they're trying to update that. So, again, quality of place, quality of life, but also redevelop that area around the library, city hall, the old city hall, and um, in the downtown area, trying to make sure that the infrastructure is there. So again, I'm gonna I'm gonna make this plug, right? When down when Connect Transit invests their 20 million dollars in downtown, 
we get that transit-oriented development around there, the infrastructure is there to make sure that more economic development, more businesses, uh, people can come to that area and, 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 and alleviate some of those problems with water and, and storm water. Am I right there? Am no, I you, no you're up? there. It's one where it, it's out of sight, out of mind, and it's not a problem until it is a problem. Yeah. And, you know, last couple of years, there's been some, you know, the 100-year storm hit a couple of times. <laughs> so yeah. it's definite flooding. Yeah, you don't want to make that investment in an area where you can't drive the buses through. So it's one of those things where we need to upgrade that. And luckily, you know, for us, when it comes to all the projects that we can take, there's a variety of different ones. There's usually dollars available for infrastructure, especially yeah. infrastructure that's underground. So this is one where um, I believe the city is going to be asking for about $4.8 million, which is only 25% of the total project costs. So another thing that we've learned um, from the elected officials, they like to know that there are other funding sources like that this grant or earmark or whatever comes through, whatever program is not fully funding it. Yeah. Um, so I think this one's got a really good shot. Put, put some skin in the game. And, and then again, yeah. you know, we're really fortunate here in Illinois, Senator Duckworth, our senator, mm-hmm. she serves on the committee in the Senate that oversees like the, this, this, this kind of, pr- these kind of projects. And I remember last year when we went out there, right? She, yeah. she kind of made the joke. She, um, her and the representatives from Benward were like the people that said, yeah, we're the ones that like to talk about the stuff that, you know, in uh, stormwater. So um, pretty successful. I think we have a good chance at doing this and um, extra skin in the game from the city. It's also one that's uh, supported by Benward, the Bloomington Normal Water Reclamation District is going to help them out as well. Um, but as downtown Bloomington becomes a focus, you know, you can't just take care of the things that are above ground. You have to take care of the things underground. And as you mentioned at the beginning of all this, um, it is older infrastructure. You have to take care of that older infrastructure. Like a lot of people can talk about the roads because you see it every day and you feel it. You don't feel this until there's a major storm. Major flood. Yeah. yeah remember a few years ago, the city council con- citizens came and said, listen, what's going on here? And and uh, there was talk about how we we're going to fix that. So uh, it's good the city is uh, taking it serious. And I know the city is and the mayor wants to get resolution to it. Yep. Number two on our list. Uh, these are just in alphabetical order, by the way. This is for uh, the airport. So CIRA, Central Illinois Regional Airport, has asked for an airport road extension. So if you can think about out in front of um, Anton Agave Airport Road that kind of goes into a dead end, right now the FedEx facility that's there, those FedEx trucks all take the passenger route in order to get to their facility. This idea would be that there is a direct access road for more industrial, more FedEx trucks that shoot straight to the facility and doesn't have to compete with all of our airport passengers. Yeah, I think it's a safety issue, right? It's mm-hmm. important. If, if people remember a few years ago, God, you know, two years ago, what does that mean? I, I mean, COVID kind of ruined time yeah, for me. But like five years, yeah. But I think um, it was a few years ago. That, remember, there was that big project there at that dead end there by Ancho and. Mm-hmm. The airport spent their own spent their money to move all that NICOR stuff so they could put this project through. I, I think it's a safety issue. I think it's also hopefully there's a possibility for expansion of some um, you know more stuff that goes there. Also expansion of FedEx. Help me remember, Patrick. I think this is like a pretty big FedEx hub, right here yeah, in Central is. Illinois. A lot of stuff comes here that goes to a lot of our surrounding communities, correct? Correct. And it's one where it's, this is on the edge of town. So whenever you think distribution, you want distribution on the edge. So this is a great location for it. And the other part about it is there's a ton of land that's in front of the FedEx facility. So if this infrastructure goes in, ideally it increases the value of the land for future economic development projects. Yeah. And it's a $5.5 million project. Like you mentioned earlier, 
The airport has already done some work to uh, move some uh, NICOR gas lines to make this developable. And it's also complementary to the mega site grant that they got from the state of Illinois to develop the south side of the airport property uh, because there, there's so much potential here when we look at what's going on over in Indianapolis. And again, people mention like we're centrally located, you know, with access to three major uh, interstates. Like, why don't we have more distribution? And coming from Chicagoland, distribution's okay as long as it's not in the heart of your community. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, we don't need more trucks going down Veterans Parkway, but if you can keep it out on the outside, like this is. I think it'd be really good. Yeah, we, we don't need more trucks through the city, <laughs> core of the city. But let me let me stop you there, Patrick. You talked about that mega site. Remind me yeah. here, right? I think we got two of those projects, did. right? Yeah, there, is, there was only a handful that went through the whole state, right? How many went through the whole state? I want to say there's only 20-some. Yeah, we got actually, two of those, We got two right? of those. So out of all the communities, um, it really it really came down to, like, who's going to be shovel-ready the fastest? And so uh, Dave Stark, he's got his up in Normal, um, actually near Rivian, so it could be a great development up there. And then the airport got theirs, and these are matching grants. So it basically says that, you know, we're going to put in $2.5 million, and the state's going to put in $2.5 million, whatever the amounts are. They're outlined on the DCO's website, Department of Commerce and Economic Opportunity. Um, but you're talking something on the, you know, northwest side of town and then the southeast side of town. And, again, it's on the edge. So yeah. it's good for distribution, and econ dev starts with infrastructure, so we love seeing that to put in I, there. I just think, you know, it's important for people to understand that, you know, 20 were given out and two came to our community, right, our right. our, our um, our community, I think that says a lot. I mean, in my world, that would say, wow, uh, if I wasn't on this board, I would look at this and say uh, they got their act together, right? The communities, the partners, the economic development, what you and your team do um, in partnership with all those other stakeholders. It, you know, uh, money's not easy to come by, yeah. and we all know uh, government agencies and all that stuff want to make sure that when the money's appropriated, that it's going to be spent and it's going to be shovel-ready kind of sooner than later. So uh, I, I just want to point that out, that it's pretty big kudos for Bloomington Normal McLean County. And also a big shout-out to us as the state of Illinois because they're creating a lot of programs because we've been getting beat. Uh, Michigan's taking some projects. Indiana's taking some projects. And it's come down to time and money. But a part of that time is you know being shovel-ready, having that infrastructure. So the state's mindset was, well, if we have got a lot of great farm ground, we got a lot of great, you know, infill projects, which both of these could be. Um, it's closer to town. The roads are there. The infrastructure is missing. So the state said, well, if we're if we're getting beat out because there's places that already have water and sewer and all that in place, how do we get ahead of the game? Yeah. So they made this matching program, and hopefully it's going to work. Yeah, it makes sense. All right, speaking of that, next on the list, um, you know, close to the same area is one that's near and dear to your heart, and that's a uh, Connect Transit project in partnership with Heartland Community College. Yeah, this project's an $8.6 million, you know, um, Heartland Community College. Let me, I, I can't say enough about what they do for Connect Transit. Again, if you don't listen to the whole thing, let me just say this again. You know, I'm chairman of Connect Transit as well, and, and the staff out there is just be, being led by David Brown, and his team are just unbelievable in my opinion. But um, working with Heartland and, again, being Bloomington Normal with uh, Rivian electric vehicles and what we are doing at Connect Transit with, with an electric fleet and getting those grant monies from members of Congress. Also, a, you know, something that makes us very uh, competitive here is partnering with Heartland. And, we, and Heartland has kind of already started doing stuff like this, creating programs for electric vehicles. Now we're talking about kind of a heavy-duty EV regional thing. And, and electric buses are around us all over with all these other communities. And um, Connect Transit and Heartland Community College kind of came together and said, listen, instead of every community asking for money for something like this why don't we kind of make a regional hub put the best of the best in this 
uh, and then people can bring their buses here and we can have the latest state-of-the-art technology driven um, um, uh, equipment and all that stuff and get that done I think it's pretty cool that you know not only um, do we have Rivian in town but you know um, we're, we're, we're really trying to become an electric um, um, community right mm -hmm. and and again these jobs that we create I mean it's training it's about keeping people local we know a lot of people that go to community colleges or people on well they are in that area and if we can create high paying jobs that keep them here locally again in that in that the purpose patrick and oh, yeah. in my f four years i've been on the board is about you know making sure that we keep people here and get them and trained and educate uh, and, and get high paying jobs so i think this will be um a very interesting a very um a, a topic and um, a project that um, agencies will look at and be like, wow, they're, they're buying into the future, especially with what's going on in Springfield mm -hmm. and, and in Washington. So um, pretty exciting project, I think. And again, another, another example of our community bringing multiple stakeholders together to partner to try to make our community better. Yeah, this is one where it's, it's cool because it is two entities uh, that are well-known that have been successful with different uh, earmarks or projects or grants in the past. And I'm always curious whenever we, we present a project, like what agencies we end up talking to um, that we apply for after the fact or even beforehand, before we go get support from our elected officials. But right now, like it's an interesting time. So, you know, I went up for training in Milwaukee to learn about the Inflation Reduction Act. And a lot of that has to do about different green technology. Mm. And there's literally $27 billion that are set aside in different programs, whether it's grants or tax credits. Uh, so it'll be, it'll, it'll be cool to see what agencies we go to or if it's a blend of them all to get something like this funded because it's not just ev but it's also transportation and it's also workforce yeah. so there's probably i mean you could probably get three to four meetings just on one project here. yeah i mean you got yeah i can think i mean obviously department of transportation i i think energy is probably something there you know education yep. like you said since it's heartland community college so yeah you said it but yeah there's tons of it's just amazing how how much money is in all these different agencies Boxes, and um, if you don't go out and yet I mean like, like really right I, I kind of believe this it's it's members of Congress's job to bring back the bacon right all mm -hmm. this tax dollar goes out there it's their job to advocate to bring it back to the taxpayers that they have paid for it so um, got to go out and make sure those meetings are had but I, I, I think we can apply for money from across an array of agencies out there yeah and then the next one that's on here is another one that has to do with transportation and it's one that we can all see uh, very prominent street in Vernon Avenue uh, up in Normal. So we've got one for Bloomington, we've got one for Normal, um, and then of course the airport, which everybody uses, and Connect Transit, same deal. But this one is complete streets. And so it's a way that you can make it uh, pedestrian, um, bike friendly, and then also just, um, I, I doubt, I don't know, I haven't checked the potholes on that road, but um, I know that there's a school that's gonna be there. So again, back to the safety issue, yeah. um, and then transportation. I drive that road a lot, okay. actually, because I live over there on the, the border of West Bloomington Normal, and I work at the Illinois Farm Bureau there, oh, right? Yeah, so yeah. IAA, and so I drive that road a lot, and um, four lanes of road there. Uh, probably shouldn't admit this online, but you know I think I probably use it as a drag speed because you're in a hurry <laughs> from time to time. So uh, probably not a drag speed, but you know you go yep. a little bit faster because it's easy to get going. So yeah, safety. I you know a lot of people on there, and um, a lot of cars on there as well, though. But a lot of students around that area. Yeah, so it'll be one where, we'll like, like again, like anything you can put in the roads that you can see, it's another infrastructure project. So it should be a pretty good one to get from the Department of Transportation, maybe some blended with IDOT, not sure. But this is going to be a $3.2 million project um, for normal. 
And uh, like ideally, you know, like we did last year, you bring back, you know, four out of five. If we can get three out of four, hopefully four for four this year, um, that'll be good. And then we'll be opening up, of course, uh, for the following year. Then also something new that the board did, which we haven't done before, is a one-voice Springfield. Yeah. Uh, so that's new because there are a lot of times we go to D.C. and they follow up and say, well, actually, there is a program, but our, our federal funds get allocated to state. So you need to go meet with this agency at the state. So this year, we haven't determined the time, um, how big the contingency would be, but we do need to follow up and figure out some time to either go to Springfield or Chicago or both, or possibly even just host them here to talk about you know what our projects are to follow up on this. You know, and you say that, and, and we kind of talked about earlier about having some of that local match. I remember, and I can't remember exactly the project, and I know it doesn't really title these, but, you know, I do think the Pritzker administration and DCEO are kind of listening to some things that people are talking about economic development because Allie, can't remember her last name. Grady, yep. Grady, uh, very nice, met her, you introduced me to her. She talked about one of the programs that they're rolling out is, um, had to apply for it ahead of time, but they're going to allocate some money to be used as the local match that's with match. federal money. Yeah. Now that, that that's a whole new ball game. Yes, really, that's a whole new ball game when we're talking about economic development. And and I know maybe it doesn't tie into these, but you know you you, you start with one and you see success there, um, um, and then you grow from there. So it, it's kind of nice to see that you know things are kind of starting to run smoothly and see mm-hmm. agencies and the the lead there at dceo and everything working and, and i know they're talking to you routinely patrick and your team about hey we tri- roll out this program what was the kinks what were what worked and and, yeah. and i think they're open to um, ideas and thoughts no they've definitely been great to work with amending their policies at dco even you know their other arm intersect for the attraction side we all run in the same circles we're all trying to sell illinois and yeah, whenever we lose, I get a phone call on the weekend. They're like, how did we get beat? And then we mm-hmm. go through and we review the other programs other states have, and then they amend ours. And so yeah. it is, it's nice to be able to take that up, make the tweaks, bring it back down and try again, instead of just, you know, one and done. Um, so they're, they're always evolving, which is hard to say for a state government. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So yeah, looking forward to this trip um, and people are booking flights now. If you do want to register, you can go on our website, which is bnbiz.org. Um, slash one voice so it's on our one voice uh, page underneath programs you can apply today like again we only take 30 people with us so there will be priority given to project managers board members and then investors um, but in the past we've had openings for a couple of citizens to go with us and more than happy um, to have those community champions but um, yeah this will be another good trip going out there um, this time we have uh, we have a comedian no we have magicians Magicians. So instead, like last year, we had a comedian. Which, <laughs> he was good. <laughs> keep it together here so yeah. I don't laugh. But uh, yeah, it was very, very good. I I think there was a point, Patrick, when there a point, we won't use names of people, were like yeah. saying, White House, you got to pull this together and quit <laughs> laughing so hard. I mean, I was I was out of control. And for the record, I was the first person he ripped on. Yeah. And I took it very, very well and laughed. And um, I learned this. And I, you always hear that, but I did learn this. If one of those comedians rip on you, if you just laugh, they leave you alone. They leave you alone. So I think um, instead of like in the past where I hid in the back and like acted like I didn't care, I think I'm just going to sit up front and like anytime someone rips on me, I'll just, just laugh it. and yeah. then be like, okay, this guy's boring. He laughs at himself. I'll move on to something else. Yeah, because the humor, I think, is in the awkwardness. And <laughs> we did not know it was going to be a roast when we hired him. We just thought it was going to be stand up, but he ended up roasting most of the attendees. And it was a good time. It was um, phenomenal. But this year we're doing, uh, I think it's a couple of magicians that do comedy. But we, so besides, 
you know, we, the hotels included in the registration fee, um, but then also our banquet and then one of the lunches for the main day. Um, you know, and it also helps pay for staff and also the lobbyists that we hired that arrange all these meetings yeah. because it is it's an action packed two days. Like, you know, once you get going, it's like nonstop Be- because so people understand though we go out there the purpose of this is a business meeting right it, it really is and it is about business and about bringing money home but those, those secondary meetings and like the fun and, and yeah. getting to know people um really really important right and we in my world it's all about relationships and more friends are better than less friends and i've, I've met in my years here and even in my past careers and all this stuff uh, coming on these trips it's amazing how you connect with someone yeah. and you, you know, don't read a book by its cover. You think that they have this viewpoint or that. And when you really get to talk to them, you, you grow some pretty dang good friendships from it. And it's one where you have, it's, it's I don't want to say it's sad, but yeah, we have to go travel all the way to DC to bond over yeah. things. But it's also one where even during our life multiplied campaign, somebody that was new to town came from New York and they said like, I don't know if people realize, you know, how quickly you can get engaged in your community there's no way, you know, me coming from New York that I would be able to fly with the mayor to D.C. and promote yeah. our community. And this person got to do that with both mayors and elected yeah. officials and just get involved immediately. So it's yeah. a really cool. And I think that's, you know, one of the beauties of this area. Like if you if you want to help, there's plenty of opportunity around here to yeah. get involved. Yeah, you see you see the civic leaders and the business leaders and the community leaders everywhere. Mm-hmm. So it's you're you're not really involved. It's you're not really, really trying, I don't think. Yeah, so that's a, that's a recap of like what we're doing for One Voice. Again, we didn't get to talk about this at the last Real Estate Development Summit. We'll probably post this online, uh, maybe send out a press release just so the press is aware. And then hopefully we'll have a big announcements next year as we bring these dollars back. Usually we ask our guests like what their favorite food is. Uh, I'll give another shout out to Bonchon, even though we just did that. They're having a ribbon cutting tomorrow. Um, you know, double fried Korean chicken. Uh, check that place out. Anything else that's... Yeah, well, I'm going to, you know, I think I, I don't remember what I said the first time, but I'm going to say it again. I, I had lunch with um, my siblings today. We had a family issue and um, um, at the hospital, and everything's good. It's just, But afterwards, we went to the um, uh, thing, and I tell you, man, you, you know where I'm going to go with this. What, what's my my favorite burger in this town is Western Tap. I'll say, did you get the cowboy burger I, uh, Yeah. I, I don't know how you eat that. It's, uh, it's <laughs> ghost, called the Angry Cowboy. It's yeah, got ghost pepper cheese. Ghost pepper cheese, oh. fresh jalapenos, and then it's got pepper, uh, hot pepper, uh, red flakes, and barbecue. And oh. it's like a little... I, in a positive way, it's a little dive bar on the west side of town on Western neighborhood Avenue, bar, but yeah. neighborhood yeah. bar, people are nice there. Super nice. Everyone goes in there. All walks of life, too. And inflation hasn't touched their prices, <laughs> Patrick, <laughs> right? Inflation has not touched their prices, and um, so that's always a good yeah, thing. Yeah, if too. you're brave and you don't mind the spice, you know, it's like that That ghost pepper cheese will get you, but it is yeah. a good burger. Those yeah. are really good burgers, actually. Yeah, they have them. great wings, too. I mean, I, I should be on the payroll for them. I, I tell everyone when... <laughs> Farmers and all that come in for Illinois Farm Bureau and they're visiting or something. They're like, where should we go to dinner? I said, Western Tap. Put it in your phone. Go to Western Tap and eat. They have all kinds of great food there. Yeah, it's one where, like, you know, we appreciate the change because they're well-known. But I would say we're more known for the local mom and pops like Western Tap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Good people in there. Um, all walks of life. That's what I thought was interesting. People just, you know, it's in a neighborhood. So people literally just walk mm-hmm. over and grab their food and head out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, cool shout out for them. Awesome. Well, uh, yeah, hopefully we have some good news uh, coming soon, coming back from this, and we'll keep everybody updated uh, at our next BN by the Numbers. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks. Tune in next week as we continue to take an inside look at Bloomington Normal's economic development with industry pros, local businesses, and community partners, and learn more about our BN Advantage.